Do not go back to Egypt. Do not go back to the days where you believe that the next diet will fix everything. Do not go back to the days where you believe that if you could just hire a personal trainer and get your body fixed, then you'd be free and you wouldn't worry about body image anymore. Friend, we've already explored that. You know that's not true. And don't go back to the days where you believe that. Welcome to Compared to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in his grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Compared to podcast or video cast if you're watching me on YouTube. I'm Heather Creekmore. I'm really glad you're watching today. Today is our first episode of 2021. Woot woot. Anyone else glad 2020 is over? <laughs> I know I am. Although I'm almost, if I'm just real honest, I'm a little afraid to say that because right now I'm not sure 2021 is looking all that much better than 2020, but we will keep faith, right? But today I just want to pop on and tell you about what is ahead for this season and give you a little special message, reminder, something that's been on my heart for about a year now to do a podcast on and it has taken me a full year almost to actually get this done. I really feel like this is an important message talking about not going back to Egypt. And that might sound really weird. Some of you are like, I've never even been to Egypt. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but but I'll explain that in just a minute. So I am so glad that you're watching or listening today. And let me just start off before I dig into my main message for today. Let me just start off by making a special request. If you have read Burden of Better, would you please just stop, just take a second right now and go leave a review for it on Amazon. That would be a huge blessing to me. If you've read Compared to Who and not left a review of that, you could leave one for that book too. But Burden of Better needs some reviews. And if you've not left a review for this podcast, oh, that would be a huge blessing for me too. And my children tell me, my children who watch YouTube way too much tell me that if I need to be doing like the, you know, drop down and subscribe and leave your review, like little advertisement every episode. And I get so focused on telling you what I actually want to tell you that I don't really worry about that stuff. So anyway, I'm going to start with that today so I don't forget it. So subscribe and leave a review. That would be a tremendous blessing to me. And then go to Amazon if you've read Burden of Better or Christian book, wherever you bought it from, and leave a review of that book too. That'd be a tremendous blessing. So not going back to Egypt. What does that mean? Well, let me start by reading you some scripture, okay? And this is from the book of Isaiah. And the heading, at least in my Bible, says, woe to those who rely on Egypt. And I'll explain what that means in just a minute, but let me read the scripture for you first, okay? It starts in um, Isaiah 31, verse 
Egypt's one. Woe to those who go down to Egypt for help, who rely on horses, who trust in the multitude of their chariots and in the great strength of their horsemen, but do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek help from the Lord. Verse two, yet he too is wise and can bring disaster. He does not take back his words. He will rise up against the wicked nation, against those who help evildoers. But the Egyptians are mere mortals and not God. Their horses are flesh and not spirit. When the Lord stretches out his hand, those who help will stumble. Those who are helped will fall. All will perish together. And then I'll read this verse also for you from Isaiah 43, 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams and in the wasteland. Okay, so here's where I want to start. It's the beginning of a new year, right? Where I want to start is by reminding you to not go back to where you've been. Now, this might look different for every one of you, right? And this is a verse that I like to use at the end of this course that we run on Facebook every year. And we're going to run that again this year. And I'll, I'll tell you more about that um, in a little bit. Whatever progress you've made, don't go back to the place that you were at before you started making progress. Now, that, you know, that sounds a little amorphic, but let me just kind of explain in context with what I was talking about here from Isaiah. So what happened for um, the Israelites is, some of you know the story. I'll, I'll go back in history a little bit. So Abraham has promised that he's going to have generations of children, right? But at the time, his wife Sarah doesn't have any children, and so he gets Sarah's servant Hagar pregnant, and so he has Ishmael, and then, you know, God shows up and says, no, 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 that's not who I have as your heir. I'm going to give you a son. And so Sarah, in a very old age, has a son named Isaac, and so now Abraham has this heir, Isaac, and Isaac has Jacob and Jacob. I tell the story of, of Jacob a lot in the context of Jacob wanted to marry Rachel and his uncle Laban tricked him into marrying Rachel's older and scripture tells us uglier sister Leah. And so Leah and Rachel became both became wives of Jacob. And so Jacob had these two wives and just this like crazy family situation that you can read about in Genesis like 29, 30, 31, and, and forward. One of the sons of Jacob's favorite wife, Rachel, was his favorite. He had 12 sons between the wives and, and between their hand servants as well. But one of the sons was named Joseph. And Joseph's brothers are jealous of him. And it's a longer story you've probably heard about Joseph and his coat of many colors. Well, Joseph's brothers are going to kill him. And they decide, no, they shouldn't kill him. They sell him into slavery. And so Joseph is sold into slavery. And through a, a very long and something that God could only God could, could ordain through being in prison and all kinds of things. Joseph ends up essentially in charge of Egypt. And what happens is there's a famine in the land. And so Joseph and his whole family, Jacob, all his brothers, all their children, all the Israelites, the descendants of Israel, which is, was Jacob's name that the angel changed it to, they all end up moving to Egypt. Well, several generations later, they are uh, just amassing in numbers in Egypt and they become slaves in Egypt. And God brings in a man that I'm sure you've probably heard of, Moses. He raises him up actually in Pharaoh's house. Pharaoh's daughter rescues him from the river. 
and he's brought up in, Fa in Pharaoh's house, but then actually kills an Egyptian for hurting a, a Hebrew, an Israelite, and ends up going into the wilderness for a while. And anyway, Moses comes back, and there's a series of plagues, and Moses leads his people out of Egypt. He leads the Israelites out of Egypt. He is the champion of their freedom. It's, it's God who's actually doing it, but God uses Moses to lead them. They do this amazing thing. They cross the Red Sea. God like splits it wide open. They walk right across. After they get across, God closes it back up and all of the Egyptians that are chasing them, their chariots, they all are drowned. So it's a miracle, right? So, so these Israelite people have experienced like this tremendous miracle of the Red Sea, right, crossing it. They've seen God deliver them from slavery. And now they are on a quest for the promised land. But, but the journey is not a direct and quick journey. They're actually gonna end up spending 40 years traveling all over the region in search of the promised land. And during that time, they get a little grumpy, shall we say. In fact, I don't know if your kids watch Veggie Tales or if you watched Veggie Tales as a child, but um, but I remember the Veggie Tales version of Moses. The the vegetables are all sitting around and they're talking about how good the food was in Egypt. And now they're just living on like manna because God provided food for them every day in the form of manna, but they're living on manna and they're like, oh, you know, we had steak and you know, Veggie Tales makes it funny. Mexican food and all these things back in Egypt and how, how great things were back in Egypt. And they forget that they were in slavery there. They start to be deceived in their minds and think that you know, at least they ate good. At least they had warm homes. Now they're out in the wilderness, traveling around, living in tents. You know, at least at least things were good in Egypt. But it's not the truth. The, tr the truth is Egypt was slavery. And so my encouragement to you as we start this new year is to just stop. Just take like five minutes today and think about what progress you've made on your body image and comparison issues. Maybe if you have my book, Compared to Who or Burden of Better, maybe you've written notes, you've answered those questions. Maybe you can just grab the book and go back through and figure out, okay, well, what, you know, what have I, what have I figured out? What have I recognized about the roots of my issues? What have I identified as areas that I need to change in, right? And so you can do that if you have those books. Maybe you just listen to this podcast and over the course of the last year or two years or however long you've been listening, maybe there's been things that you've kind of heard the Holy Spirit like say, oh, that's you. Okay, are we gonna take care of that? What are we gonna do here? And maybe there's some habits that you've started to change. Maybe you've been a disordered eater. Maybe you've been a chronic dieter, always on the next diet. Maybe you've not been spending time in God's word. Maybe you've been one of those people who, like me, was constantly like in her head, focused on what do I weigh? What do I need to do to change that? What do I need to change the way I look? You know, how many calories have I eaten today? How much exercise do I need to do to, to get rid of those calories? What size am I wearing? What's the seal gonna say this morning? What's the mirror gonna say? All those things flood your brain every day and maybe God is showing you a way to like stop some of those thoughts 
Maybe you've been believing the enemy's lies, right? Maybe, maybe over the last year, you've kind of come to recognize, oh wait, those thoughts that I've always thought about myself are those things I hear in my head, like you're too fat to do this, or you're too ugly to do this, or they don't like you because you're this, or you're not successful enough, or you're not a good enough mom, or your house isn't nice enough to have people over. Maybe all of those things that you're hearing all the time, maybe you're starting to recognize that those aren't the voice of the Lord, that those are lies. So whatever it is, whatever little bit of movement you have experienced over the last year, I mean, 2020, whew, that was a wreck, right? But here's what I want you to do as we start 2021. I want you to figure out what what little movement have I experienced? And I want you to just mark it down. I have a, I sell a, a program on my website called the Mountaintop Experience. And it is a, a retreat. It's just a one day retreat. It's pretty cheap. I think it's like four bucks or something like that. And I, what I have you do is I have you at the end of the retreat, right on a rock, or if you're at the beach, a shell or something kind of permanent, right on at the date and that you're free. And, and that's, that's a principle from the Old Testament where Joshua had the people create these stones of remembrance. So that's, that's what it's based on. But as we start January 2021, I want you just to just make a note, put a mark in place and say, say, this is the freedom I've made so far. This is my progress so far. And like I said, some of you, it might be your miles down the road from where you were. Some of it, it might just be inches. That's okay. Mark your progress because here's the important thing. The important thing to remember is that the progress you make dealing with these issues spiritually is permanent progress. Okay, and the enemy's gonna wanna take it from you, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? And that's different than the progress you make on a diet, right? Like a diet, come on, get real with me, right? Oh, I ate none of the things, and so now I lost the weight. Oh, now I eat all the things, and it's right back. It's up and down, up and down, up and down. But our spiritual progress, although we will journey through hills and valleys, we it's not like a diet, right? God doesn't want us to, to be gaining and losing it. Like we keep stepping forward in faith. And then the other thing is just to, I don't know, I don't want this to sound wrong, but in some ways I think you need to claim, claim what you've won. Like claim the victories you have because the enemy is gonna fight you hard to tell you haven't made any progress at all. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. What 
I think is important is to say, no, this is the progress I have made. And one really great way to keep making progress and to keep claiming the victory that you've made so far is to get a group of women together and start leading them in accountability on these topics. Now, I know it's hard sometimes to find women that are like-minded. You know, I think a lot of times when women get together to talk about body image issues especially, it's like they think it's gonna be, well, can we go on a diet together? Or, you know, what can we do to lose weight? Because that's my ultimate goal. And so getting women to kind of shift their mindset away from, okay, we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk about this stuff, but it's not so we can all get skinnier and hotter. It's so that we can all really grow closer to the Lord <laughs> through this and, and stop like worshiping these body image idols. And so that's gonna be a little hard, but use my book. I think that it'll be really helpful if you can get a woman who reads compared to who and it resonates with her, like that's your number one target. But what I always encourage women when I work with them to do is to find some women around you that you can start leading in the ways of accountability and take them deeper on these issues. And that is the best way for you to keep your freedom, for you to keep the progress you've made. Because an amazing thing happens when you start leading other women. You start to see, oh, I actually don't think like that anymore. Oh, I actually have made more progress here than I thought I had. Oh, wow. Like I thought I hadn't changed at all, but I really have changed. I'm not as tempted by that anymore. So I think that's really important. And then the second part is the sing a new song to the Lord. Okay, so, so the Bible tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And in my book, Burden of Better, I talk about how effective worship is at just defeating those thoughts of comparison and those thoughts of I'm not good enough and feeding that feeling you get after you've been scrolling Instagram for like half an hour and you're kind of like, no, I don't want to do anything, right? Worship is the cure for that, my friends. Worship does amazing things to that, just turning our hearts and our minds away from ourselves and onto God. That is a tremendous way to find kind of a quick turn freedom. Um, but more than that, I think we need to, as Isaiah tells us, to sing a new song. This might sound weird, and I don't want it to sound overly flowery, but, but what has the song of your heart been? Maybe, what was the song of your heart in 2020? Was the song of your heart, woe is me, life is so hard, I'm not gonna sing for you, you won't like that. <laughs> but, but you know, was the song of your heart just like, uh, a song of, maybe it was a song of lament, and lament is perfectly appropriate, right? Lament is, lament is, God, this is hard, I need help, but I trust you. And then there's a song of complaining, which is, God, this is hard, you're doing me wrong. And those are two different things. Maybe it's been a song that's just been focused on you and your problems. Maybe it's a song that's been focused on crying your heart out for someone else who's struggling. What has the song of your heart been for 2020? And then I want you to think about 2021. What is the new song you can sing? What song would you want to sing? You know, maybe it's a song of just, God, I trust you with my life. God, I'm ready to just jump into the purpose you have for my life. God, I'm scared about what's ahead, but I know I can trust you. I know you are good. God, I want to stop relying on myself. I want to stop trusting in, I like the Isaiah verse, the trusting, those who trust in their chariots and the strength of their horsemen. I think there's another verse related to this. It talks about they trust in the strength of their thighs. And I think that's pretty funny as it relates to body image. Like, like we trust in the way we look to get us certain results, right? Or that's what the body image idol tells us to do. But we can trust in our money or we can trust in our creative abilities to like create a beautiful home or maybe trust in our, our business acumen or trust in our ability to succeed at work. 
We trust in all these things. And maybe that's been your song. What if in 2021, God's saying, hey, I want you just to trust in me. I want to use your gifts. I, I want you to live with great purpose for me. I want to see you go gangbusters in what I have for you but I need you to trust in me. What if that's the new song he has for you to sing this year? So what I am proposing you do is write it down. Stop today and write down what that new song is. Commit to it. Make that, some people do like a word of the year or a verse of the year. Like write down, what would your new song be for 2021? What do you want God to do in your life this year? And more specifically, how do you want God to help you overcome your body image issues? How do you want God to help you stop comparing yourself to other people, right? That's, these are, these are areas where we get stuck. That's probably why you're listening to the show. How would you like to feel at the end of 2021 about these issues? Would it be wonderful to stop worrying about what the skill says? Just stop looking in the mirror and body checking so much? Is that what your goal is? A lot of us make resolutions at the beginning of a new year. And I've written a lot about how I don't think like New Year's resolutions are the most effective thing in the world. <laughs> but, but I do think it's good to have goals. It's just, you know, making sure that they're lined up with, with, with the word of God. But, but I think that these are perfectly acceptable things to think about. For the year ahead and to make as goals like what would it look like if you were free from those all-consuming thoughts about your body this time next year and what would you be doing with your life if you had all that time back or the money back that you've spent on all the diets and all the exercise gizmos that are collecting clothing in your bedroom or dust in your garage what would it look like if you had all that back and what would it look like if 2021 was different? So like when I do speaking engagements, I always talk about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I think as we head into 2021, don't vow that this is the year you're going to lose the weight. Don't vow that this is the year you're going to get it all together, right? Because friends, those always like fizzle out by January, February. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with losing weight this year. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with trying to be more organized or keep your schedule better or you know whatever your goal may be. But when we make these huge lofty goals, <laughs> January 1st, and we're gonna just go all in, it just doesn't work. I think I've talked about talked about this in other podcasts before, but it's the tortoise versus the hare, and the tortoise ends up winning the race, right? So today, just think about what you want your life to look like at the end of 2021, and then what are you gonna do about it? What are those little steps you're gonna take so you can tortoise your way there and keep that progress? Do not go back to Egypt. Do not go back to the days where you believe that the next diet will fix everything. Do not go back to the days where you believe that if you could just hire a personal trainer and get your body fixed, then you'd be free and you wouldn't worry about body image anymore. Friend, we've already explored that. You know that's not true. And don't go back to the days where you believe that, oh, I don't know, you'll get a boyfriend or you'll, you'll get married if you're single or that your husband will pay more attention to you if you just could lose the weight or look like you did when you were 20 and oh, by the way, your 50th birthday is coming up. No, friend, none of those things are true, okay? What would it look like to be able to just release all that to God and really focus more on loving him and loving others because nothing is going to make you more beautiful <laughs> in the eyes of the people around you than how well you love them, right? We all think if we just love ourselves more and just make ourselves prettier and spend more time on making ourselves hot, then people will love us more. But no, no one actually loves that person more. 
right? That person is frustrating and annoying to be around, right? The person you love more is the person that like is interested in you and asks about you and loves you. That's what makes a person magnetic. So let's remember that as we go into this new year. So I hope some of this has been helpful to you. Just kind of put, put a line in the sand again of where you are right now and where you want to be at the end of this year. Now, this season on the podcast, we're going to talk about marriage. I am prayerfully writing a new book on marriage that you probably won't see for a couple years, although I am thinking about finding a way to share little bits and pieces of it with you along the way. Um, so we'll see what God does on that front. But I'm writing a new book on marriage, and so I'm interviewing uh, people on my podcast to talk about marriage, marriage at different stages. We're also going to be talking to just women and hearing their stories of struggling with comparison and body image like we always do. And then I've got a number of Bible stories that I'm hoping to go through this season with you and just talk about how the Word of God through stories of other people can encourage us in, um, in the realm of body image and comparison. So I am, again, so thankful that you are watching or listening to this podcast. I am grateful for you. Always let me know if there's a way I can specifically be praying for you. I'm also starting new coaching groups in January. So if you feel like you need a little extra help, if you want to work together, I can do individual coaching or group coaching. All those packages are available and there's more information about that on my website. It'd be an honor to, to work with you and help you find freedom this year. And then finally, my friend Erin Carey and I did a program called Refocus 2020. Well, it's not 2020 anymore. And so we're thinking of a way to revamp that program this January. You can look on my website for more information about that. It's going to include an accountability partner this year. So it's going to be a little different if you did Refocus 2020. The 2021 version is going to be a little longer. We want to go at least 21 days because that's how long it takes to create a habit. And we're also going to pair you up with an accountability partner. So hopefully you can leave the program with someone that you can, though probably virtually, but maybe we're going to see how it works geographically. We can find someone that lives close to you, but, but at least virtually connect with even after the program is over. So you can have an accountability partner to talk through these issues with even after our program's done. So look for information on compared to who.me for that program. Well, thank you so much again for listening. And I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. That's all. Happy 2021. And I will catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah. It's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the start here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey.
Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.